Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning. Welcome to Real Presence Live. This is Roxanne Solon and your host, and I have with me Blake Ritterman. Good morning, Blake. Good morning, Roxanne. Great to be with you this morning. Yes, it's it's a beautiful morning here in Fargo. It's sunny, which we haven't had for a few days. It's kind of been right. bleak out there. So Yeah, it's great to see some sunshine. And I believe, I think winter is here. I think it is upon us. I think us. it just kind of decided to show up. It yeah. was one of those guests that just was you know, running in from somewhere and just decided to sit down and make itself at home. I was on the drive here this morning. Um, there were some trees, and the top of the trees were glistening. The sun was coming into them, and there must have been some ice on the top of them. But, you know, they're really, winter's hard, but yeah. it can be so beautiful, too. It is a time to kind of be still and mm-hmm. slow down, right? Yeah. And just in time for Advent. Exactly. So. That's what I was thinking. I think the it's funny how nature does that. It it causes you to, to pause, and I think Advent mm-hmm. is a great time for that to happen. And we're only a week away. We can have yeah. away from that to, to begin. I so. love Advent, and I, I find that I more and more need that time of stillness and reflection. And, mm-hmm. and so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. But, uh, well, we have a guest in studio, which is always fun. We have Deacon Ben Seitz, and he's going to start by leading us in a prayer, and then he'll tell us a little bit about himself. So, Deacon, go ahead and lead us in here. Terrific. Good morning. Um, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Dear Lord God, we give you thanks for all the blessings you bestow upon all of us each and every day. We ask you to send your Holy Spirit down upon all of us. Open up our hearts that we can hear your word, hear you speak to us, and give us the grace and the the courage to always follow your will, the will of the Father, in all that we do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. Good All morning. Right. Well, I know you, but not everyone does. So, Deacon Ben Seitz, tell us a little bit about who you are and why you're here. Terrific. Yeah, my name is my name is Deacon Ben Seitz. <laughs> Born in St. Paul, Minnesota. Grew up there in a Catholic family. Uh, joined the Air Force out of high school and spent 23 years touring the world. That's where I met my beloved bride, Janine, and uh, we've got five grown kids. Um, about two years ago on Halloween, I was uh, ordained a deacon here in the Fargo Diocese. And since then, uh, Janine and I have just been kind of led to uh, um, working with couples in their, uh, uh, you know, their marriage. Um, and what we're currently working on is retreats for married couples. And so just wanted to come in today and talk a little bit about our retreat schedule that's coming up in 2023 and, uh, and share that with you. Before you go on, I just have to mention one thing for those who don't know. Not only is Deacon Ben a deacon, but he has a son that is a priest and was ordained just before, not long before you, right? Yeah, my, uh, my son, Father Eric Seitz, is out at uh, Holy Cross Parish here in Fargo, in West Fargo. 
And uh, he was ordained just uh, two months before I was. So it was a very exciting year in the site's household. Yes, and a fruit of marriage, really. It kind of right mm-hmm. leads into our topic here today. So why don't you tell us a little bit about, uh, you, ha- you have something going on. You're, you're a, a go-getter. I think that military background has something to do with it, perhaps, <laughs> of just who you are. But you have a, 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 a ministry that I think you, you just developed, and uh, six stone jars. So what is that all about? Six stone jars mission. Okay, it kind of relates to the wedding feast at Cana. Um, and we're all familiar with that from the uh, Gospel of St. John, Chapter 2. Um, in that miracle, Mary uh, and Jesus and Jesus' disciples go to this wedding, and they run out of wine, and Mary comes to Jesus and says they have no wine. And uh, Jesus' response is to not only provide, uh, provide wine, uh, changing water into wine, but in its superabundance, and, in, uh, and it was the best wine. Right, and we chose that as our um, the name of our our ministry, the Six Stone Jars Mission, um, because it's so important for all of us to know um, how God works. Right, God works in our marriages, in the big things and in the little things. I mean, in the big picture of things, running out of wine at your wedding really isn't the end of the world. But you know what? To Mary, the mother of God. Uh, and to Jesus, it was a big deal. That little thing was a big deal. And it was the, uh, uh, what, what came out of that was Jesus' first miracle, turning the water into wine. Um, also, the importance of Mary in our marriages, someone to turn to uh, in the big and in the little, uh, to be our mother, our holy mother, and uh, uh, ask her to intercede for us in all of those. And then finally, uh, we chose the Six Stone Jars mission because it's a, a great example of the superabundance of God's graces, right? Um, Jesus didn't just create a couple of uh, uh, liters of wine. He created 180 gallons of wine, and that's a lot of wine. So uh, <laughs> superabundance, and it was the best, right? It was the best tasting. So that's what we get when we turn to God. Mm-hmm. And really, I mean... In that miracle, I just love this this play here, this interplay here of he revealed who he is. He truly revealed who he is. So you're talking about, you know, it may seem like a little thing, but God takes those little moments that may seem insignificant, but makes it, bam, the divine. He makes it this significant moment where he reveals who he is. And that's, I mean, that's the gift of it too, right? Is um, to have a holy marriage, you have to know who Jesus is. And, uh, you know, Six Stone Jars, I think, does that. So tell us about a little bit about what's, what's going on in the marriage, in the world today in, in marriage. Right, and we see this uh, uh, kind of examples of this. There's a great example right now. I won't mention any names, you know, in the popular media about a couple who really had it all, right? The world tells us, well, you got to have money and, you know, you want to be famous and you want to be beautiful and you want to be fit. And you want um, to have be- a beautiful family and all this stuff, right? And that's what makes a perfect marriage. And then what we see is, is you you've see these couples who have all this stuff the world says will make a perfect marriage, and the marriage fails. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Why did that marriage fail? And, well, quite often the reason is, is because God is not the center of that marriage, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus is not the center of that marriage. So people aren't happy. You can have everything the world 
uh, has to offer, but if it doesn't make you happy, it doesn't fill you up. The only place we can find true, authentic joy in our life is in a relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, um, that idea of super abundance. I remember when Troy and I, my husband and I went um, to our marriage um, retreat, uh, pre-marriage, before we got married. And I remember a talk, and the couple was giving a talk about living in this big house and all these rooms. And this one particular, I'm not good at remembering. I mean, it was a long time ago. It was 31 years ago. But, <laughs> but I do remember, like, it turns out this couple was only making use of this one room in this huge big house that they lived in. And, and it was kind of symbolizing, like, that abundance that so many, so many of us, us miss. And I remember thinking at the time, like, oh, no, I want to, like, use all the rooms, and I, I want this mirror. And, but I feel like as we went along, we were not making use of all those rooms, you know, and, and that, that has come back to me, that God wants so much more than, than many of us realize. And also the other thing as you're talking about that's popping out at me is we can't do it on our own. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't, Jesus is the one that shows us all those other rooms, and he's the one that, like, sustains it. And I have experienced that personally, like, where I feel like, our marriage was on the brink a couple times, and but for the grace of God and the sacrament of our marriage, I don't know that we we'd have made it. It was hard. There was some hard years in there when our kids were little, and 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 we we're still kind of trying to um, heal from some brokenness from our families of origin. Without God, I mean, there's no explanation to me um, of how we we were able to move through that and then actually ascend together towards Him, where we're doing prayers every night together and things like that. But um, anyway, uh, you know, I, I just, there's so much more, but it's hard to get to that. So I'm thinking this is kind of a jumping off point because I think couples sometimes, like even when we were starting couples prayer, it's, it, we had to kind of be led into it. It's like, it's such an intimate thing and it's so mm. personal. And, and so it's, you kind of need guidance. And so I'm, I'm thinking that's kind of what this, this ministry is doing is kind of helping couples. Like, how do we do this? How do we grow together and with Christ? Because it's so easy to separate and get distracted by the world and, and just things like taking care of kids or whatever. So, Absolutely. Well, first of all, I agree with you that, uh, that we all reach times in our marriage where we're on a low place and, uh, um, and we need to reach out. The world would tell us that uh, the secret is compromise, right? The secret is to compromise, and that's, you know, I want to go to Los Angeles for a vacation, and my beloved bride wants to go to New York City on a vacation. So we compromise, and we go to Prosser, Nebraska, which is the exact <laughs> middle point between there, right? Beautiful Prosser. And, yeah, beautiful Prosser. Population 82. And, um, yeah, neither one's going to be happy, right? When we compromise, uh, neither one is happy. We need to learn how to love. We need to learn what the true intention of, of uh, that is. And, and where do we learn that? We learn that when we step away. We step away from our everyday lives. We spend some time um, couples together, right, without distraction. Uh, that can be a real thing, uh, a, a real draw for couples is just time to reconnect with each other without all the distractions of the world. And then, uh, so we connect with each other. We also connect with Jesus, right? He was there at the beginning of our marriage. Uh, he needs to be part of our marriage every day. And retreats give us that time to reconnect with Jesus as well. Uh, time to grow in our spirituality. And you, you alluded to it, um, kind of two-pronged. Number one is we learn things, right? We learn things. And then number two, um, we receive graces. And so you got those two things going on uh, when you go on retreat. Pope Benedict the uh, 16th said, 
that the Catholic Church is infinite, right? We can never know everything. Um, just an example, I was talking last night with uh, a gentleman, and in our, our men's apostolate, we were just going through the uh, uh, total consecration to Jesus through Mary, and he was distraught because he's like, why am I only finding out about this now, right? Why, why didn't I know about this 30 years ago? And, uh, and that's just a, a, an example of that infiniteness of our mm -hmm. church. You can't mm -hmm. know everything, but God gives us these gifts at the perfect time in our life so that we can make the best use of it. I was thinking there's probably some couples that, that are saying, oh, we're fine. We don't need to go to mm -hmm. a retreat. Like, we're doing fine. What would you say to that couple? Well, you don't know what you don't know, right? I mean, you don't know what is possible uh, that, that you simply don't know about. Um, I also just want to talk a little bit about why couples retreats, why, why that might be a little bit different and maybe better than going on a men's retreat or a woman's retreat. My experience is, is when I go on a men's retreat, I leave on a Friday and uh, I go for the weekend and then I'm, I'm all fired up and I come back on Sunday and I'm all fired up and Janine is, is where I left her on Friday, you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. or vice versa. Mm -hmm. Janine goes on a woman's retreat. She comes back all fired up. We can't sh necessarily share that experience very well and what we've learned. But when we go on a retreat together, then we do, we share the same experiences. We have the Holy Spirit talking to us at the same time and therefore we grow together mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, it's just an, a, a special, uh, a special opportunity, um, and as I, I like to say, um, instead of meeting in the middle, right? Instead of having that compromise, let's meet at Jesus. And to me, that's what a couples retreat is all about—is encountering Christ in different ways during the weekend together, right? Mm -hmm. But each of us going toward Jesus and meeting there, uh, instead of uh, just f focusing on what the world has. And marriage as a vocation is really the two become one. So it does make sense. Not to say that the women's retreat, the men's retreat are invaluable or that, that they can't be valuable. But, um, but again, bringing, bringing it together somehow. Um, I, we're going to take a little break here. But on the other side, um, we want to hear a little bit more about what this retreat is and also how people can get involved. I saw on, on Facebook a little ad that this could be a Christmas present for your spouse. So I thought that was a, a nice idea as we're coming upon Christmas and people are starting to think about that. So uh, we are gonna take a short break, but stay with us to hear more about Six Stone Jars when we come back. Stay with us, there's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Did you know you can listen to the RPR Network when you're on the go? Just search for Real Presence Radio in your app store. Listen live to any station across the network at any time, so you can stay connected to your local community from wherever you are. Plus, if you miss a program, the Real Presence Radio app is your one-stop shop for local and national podcasts, including our signature show, Real Presence Live. The Real Presence Radio app, with you every step of your faith journey. Download it today and see what you've been missing. This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic Way Bible Study. We can access Jesus' healing power through the sacrament of confession. But how can telling a priest my sins heal me? People pay good money to unburden themselves to psychotherapists because of a deep-seated human need to confess and be absolved. Through our contrition and confession to the Lord Jesus in the person of the priest, we accomplish the healthy task of accountability in an age of shirking of personal responsibility. 
But beyond the psychological benefits of admitting wrongdoing so that we can move on, our souls are literally wiped clean in this sacrament. We are given the grace and the strength to go out there and actually do better. A truly clean and peaceful spirit leads to a healthier body and mind. The sacrament of confession is a well of healing for your soul. Is it time for you to go to confession? Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace. Power. Purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org. During this year-end season of giving, Real Presence Radio wishes to extend a heartfelt thanks to all that have extended support this past year, including those that have contributed to the Real Presence Radio Permanent Endowment Fund. These funds remain permanent while the annual earnings are used to support operations. To learn more about an endowment gift, a gift which will last in perpetuity, please call me, Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement at 701-290-4503. Together, we are making a difference. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Thanks again for inviting us into your car, into your home, into your workspace, wherever we are uh, with you today on Real Presence Live. I'm Roxanne Solonen, your co-host with... Blake Ritterman. <laughs> and we are having an engaging discussion about a special ministry that just started not too long ago with Deacon Ben Seitz. It's called Six Stone Jars, and you can find more at sixstonejars.org. But we're, we wanted to hear a little bit about the origins of this ministry. How did this all come to be? Uh, about three years ago, Janine and I uh, joined um, Teams of Our Lady. So that's a local uh, apostolate here. In, well, it's a national, international, pardon me, apostolate, but... Uh, we have 11 groups here locally that participate in that. And one of the endeavors of the Teams of Our Lady is to attend a annual couples retreat. And uh, there weren't any. And so our, our uh, uh, spiritual director, Father Bill Gerlach, led us on a retreat uh, three years ago. And uh, it was really wonderful. But I, at the time, uh, during the retreat, I just felt like God was saying to me, you know, you could do this. This, this really isn't... Uh, uh, this is something that you could do, and uh, prayed on it. And so last year, Jeannie and I put on uh, uh, retreats down in Hankinson, North Dakota, at the Franciscan Center there for uh, just the teams of our lady couples. And uh, got a lot of great feedback from that, and uh, just, again, felt uh, called by God now to expand that, uh, not just to the teams of our lady, but to all couples, and uh, uh, Catholic married couples, um, you know, in the Fargo Diocese, Crookston Diocese, or wherever, uh, to attend these, because there's a lot of fruit to be gained from them. And it'll be, again, at the Hankinson Convent? Yes, the, Hank the Franciscan Retreat Center in Hankinson, North Dakota. Beautiful, beautiful place, and the, uh, uh, it, it's a great place, number one, for a, uh, a retreat, but they, they also just treat you so well. The food is dynamite, um, and, and, and the atmosphere is great, uh, so it's, it's, it's got everything you need to have a, a great retreat experience. So well, one question I have is, I think sometimes with things like this, the men have a harder time buying into it. I don't know if that's your experience or not. Maybe, maybe with Teams of Our Lady, it wasn't a hard sell. But like I'm saying for the general public, going to a retreat over a weekend, pulling the, the husband away from the sports or whatever, I don't know. <laughs> what are some obstacles there that you, you can uh, help men overcome if that's an issue and and then also just tell us about what is the weekend like maybe that would be 
the way to go into it? Like, what are they going to experience, and what what sh- what should they consider in in making this commitment over a weekend? Oh, terrific! Well, first, um, there's talks throughout the weekend, right? So we have structured talks, and then time after the talk for to meditate on scripture related to the talk. So it's all kind of integrated together like that. Um, so there's an a an element there where we're learning about different things. And in this particular case, it's uh, uh, going to be retreats in 2023 will be about virtues. So we're going to be learning about virtues. But then we're given scripture references, times, time to meditate on those. Um, we have Eucharistic adoration. So we have holy hours on Friday night, holy hour on Saturday night, um, an opportunity to, to be with Christ and his word. Uh, we do liturgy of the hours. Okay, we do morning prayer and evening prayer. So this is an exposure, again, to different types of prayer that couples can participate with in together. If you don't know anything about it, it can seem kind of, oh, that's way beyond us. But then you, you get an app on your, your, your smartphone and you're like, wow, we're doing this. It's, yeah. it's, again, not rocket science. Friday night, we spend some time in what's called Lexio Divina. So that's where we learn how to meditate, how to contemplate God's word in sacred scripture. Uh, what's the actual techniques for that? And that kind of opens up the whole weekend to, to, uh, for time to do that. We have daily mass. Um, Going to uh, pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet. Talk a little bit about the Divine Mercy Chaplet. Not everybody knows what that mm-hmm. is or, or what, it, what it's all about. And finally, finally, a really important common element in every one of our retreats is good coffee. Uh, I think it's essential. really, you know, you go to some places, and I'm not... I'm not I'm, it's church coffee, right? It's coming out of this <laughs> aluminum container. You're making 55 cups at a time, and I'd, I'm just saying it's not very good. Um, so good coffee is important. Life is short. You know, don't, don't drink bad coffee. I have a little secret on that. I, I have a special little creamer that I take, and if you like creamer, I just bring it. I just bring it along whatever retreat or whatever I'm going on, and the coffee always tastes exactly how I want it to. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm serious. I'm the I'm the creamer lady, and I share too if anyone wants any. So oh, that's awesome. So with the, I mean, I'm speaking from having a young family, and uh, you know, six kids, and so there's a lot of I put obstacles on ourselves. So like, how can we commit time? And I've, I've talked before, and. It, a lot of things is competition for time. There's there's so many things that are competing for our time and attention and with things. So I guess how would you if someone's you know comes up to you, hey, I'm really contemplating this, but I just can't do it. I can't find a babysitter for six kids. I can't do it overnight. What are some of the things that you would maybe say to them to really help them? Because this is a beautiful structure that you just laid out. Um, and I think everyone would say that's really intentional about their faith. Yeah, yeah, I want to do that, I want to do that, but this, this, this. What are, what are some things that maybe you could help um, couples or, or individuals that are struggling with that? Well, first of all, what you're asking for is impossible, right? I mean, you want somebody who's going to watch your six kids <laughs> over an entire weekend. And when we run into those things, the first thing we got to do, and, and this is just what I figured out over the past 10 years, my faith has gotten uh, uh, become more important to me in my life. And as that grows and such, I become more dependent upon prayer. And Again, in, in, in prayer, we, we see this super abundance of God's graces and mercy to us. So if we pray about it and say, Lord, I'd really like to do this. I don't know what to do about uh, how to get there, though. I don't, I don't know how we're going to make this work. Would you please help me? And then all of a sudden, and, and I've, I could give you examples, but I, I, I won't go into it today, of, of just where this crazy stuff happens. And, and all of a sudden, somebody comes up to you after Mass and says, 
Hey, you know, uh, uh, Blake, if you ever uh, want to get away for a weekend or something, I'd love to watch your kids. And he's <laughs> like, you've got to be kidding me, you know? And, but it happens. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. That's the way, God, uh, the way God operates when we surrender to him, right? When we, uh, we just say, I don't know how to make this work. Please help me. Exactly. And I think that's so important because a lot of times, you know, we, we meet an obstacle and it could be an immediate dismissal. Like, nope, I can't do it then because this is the obstacle. But it's so important for us to... God's all powerful. God's all knowing. He he sees this from eternity and sees where this is going to go. All we have to do is ask and put our intention before Him. So that, that's so important. So as we go through these retreats and you you kind of laid out the structure there, what are some of what's the theme of the retreats coming up in this this coming year? Uh, the theme for 2023 is is virtues, and those are the building blocks for not only uh, uh, happy happy lives, right, but also joy filled marriages. And um, the virtues, you know, the cardinal virtues of prudence, temperance, fortitude, and justice, we see them in, in, in our churches, right? I remember my church growing up as it, St. Santa Joachim has it as uh, medallions in the center of the middle aisle there. They're really important. But what do we know about them, right? What do we know about the cardinal virtues? And then there's these things called theological virtues. What do we know about them? Um, well, the bottom line is those cardinal virtues, those are not, they're, they're part of our nature. They're part of how we're created. And, and the Greeks were talking about the cardinal virtues and discovered what they were and all that 500 years before Jesus walked on the earth, right? So it's something in our nature. Um, and then through baptism, we receive the theological virtues of faith, hope, and charity. Um, not only do we then have these, these superabundant uh, divine graces of faith, hope, and charity, but they supercharge our natural virtues, right? Um, and, and allow us to do amazing things uh, when, we, when we trust to God. So the part of the retreat is, is, number one, realizing what they are, and then number two, how do we use them? And, uh, and where are we at with that? There's going to be an opportunity for us when we go through each one of these to kind of grade ourselves um, you know, in these different virtuous areas. Some we might just be spot on in the middle. Uh, but some, we might be, um, you know, virtues are uh, smack dab in the middle of two vices. And so we can look at what those vices are and say, well, you know what, I'm, I'm kind of to the left of this virtue. I'm a little mm -hmm. to the right of this virtue. Gives us something to focus on. Mm -hmm. and, and we're good at that. Deacon, before we go much further, I want to make sure people know when these uh, dates for these retreats, because there's three of them, right? There are three coming up in, the, uh, in, in Hankinson. Uh, that's going to be January 20th through the 22nd, February 17th through the 19th, and March 3rd through the 5th. Uh, registration is currently open. And again, you mentioned uh, it's www.sixstonejars.org. Again, that's www.sixstonejars.org. And it's open to all Catholic couples in sacramental marriages. Okay. All right. And, um, you know, I'm thinking about your situation, Blake, where you have little kids, because I know how hard that is with a mother of five, even though mine are older now. But, you know, as far as the motivation to do something like this and to pause, I think, you know, we're so focused on our kids and like building strong Catholic kids to like battle this world when, when we're shooting them out into the world like little arrows. But and, and we're so focused on that, but we forget that the integrity of our marriage the model of that is going to be the, what they depend on. We're their first teachers. Mm -hmm. So if we can't kind of come together as a couple, I wish I knew now, then what I know now, <laughs> you know. After I think everyone says that once. Know, yeah. <laughs> you look back and it's like, oh, if we would have just like 
focused a little bit more on our our marriage earlier and realized that a happy child is is one that whose parents are I mean that's the best gift you can give to your children is a happy marriage mm -hmm. a, a marriage that's steeped in Christ and so if, if there's any, any motivation needed and then also for the men who might be reluctant because I know sometimes they're a little bit more um, this is like the ultimate date date night right you were or date weekend you were saying it's hard to get those but trust me it will like pay dividends <laughs> for your wife if if you give her that time I'm a my love language is time so you know um quality time and, and that is quality time and and you will see the fruits of it right absolutely <laughs> yeah. you know guys I mean we're, we're wired to fix things right but you can only fix things if you know how to fix them. And uh, right. marriage, I mean, there's lots of books out there uh, that you can read and do, but we're not generally very good at reading those kind of books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So putting us out there into this type of environment uh, this weekend, full of the graces of God, and then also opportunities to learn um, can help us fix things within our own marriage, right? And it usually starts with us. Right? We can fix ourselves, and then all of a sudden, beautiful things start happening in our marriage. That's beautiful, and I, I just picture, you know, adoration happening. You're shoulder to shoulder, shoulder to shoulder with your bride. Um, me speaking as husband, Jesus right there, and it kind of goes back to your point of like we don't meet in the middle and compromise. We we meet at Jesus, right? And that's where this thing is, this thing we call marriage is going to work. And the thing I always remind myself too is. It's a, it's a sacrament, you know, and there's grace there. And we always just have to uncover that and let the grace uh, occur, you know, and let the grace move us, you know, in the sacrament itself. So thank you so much, Deacon, for coming on today and sharing about this. I hope people will go to sixstonejars.org and again, think about it as a possible Christmas gift for your spouse. I cannot imagine a, a better one than that quality time together. Well, up next, we have a landmark event that's returning to Minot. So stay tuned to hear what this event supports and how you can get involved. We'll be right back with more Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.